Hello, this is Brian McCormick, welcoming you to another edition of the Leadership Podcast Series from the Resource for Leaders, LeaderNetwork.org. Our National Leader of the Month is Dr. Beverly Kay. She is the founder and CEO of Career Systems International. She's also the author of Up Is Not The Only Way and has co-authored Love Em or Lose Em, Getting Good People to Stay. And also Love It, Don't Leave It, 26 Ways to Get What You Want at Work. She's also the editor of Learning Journeys, a collection of essays from management experts. And she's the developer of a mentworking program, which is a program combining mentoring and networking. She holds a doctorate from UCLA and has also completed graduate work at the Sloan School of Management at MIT. Some of the highlights from our conversation on leadership include her discussion of her favorite quotations in books, her advice for aspiring leaders, including the books you should read and the importance of building solid peer support groups, and her drawing stories and examples from her own experiences that will resonate with others. And now, we begin this month's podcast with National Leader of the Month, Dr. Beverly Kay. Is there a favorite quote that you have? I know that in uh, in college and in my 20s, I had a quote, I don't know where it was from, but it said, life should be lived like a cavalry charge. Ah. And I remember having that hung up in my college dorm and, you know, places I went. And I think I've, I've in a way, tried to live my life like that. Like, I'm very active, I'm very energetic. I multitask all the time. I uh, I'm a big uh, not wasting time. When I go for long car rides, I always take work with me. When I know I have to sit in the doctor's office, I always have a ton of work with me. Like I'm always making use of every minute. Sure. And so in a way that uh, that makes sense. And over my on the wall near my desk. I see two quotes, I have a number of quotes. One, that I don't know who wrote this, said, every flower that ever blossomed had to go through a whole lot of dirt to get there. <laughs> and I don't know who said it, but it's hanging up. And then there's another quote I have from Harriet Beecher Stowe. And it says, when you get into a tight place, and it seems as you can't go on, hold on, for that's just the place and the time that the tide will turn. Hmm. And that's Harriet Beecher Stowe. So maybe those are good ones for the time being. Absolutely. Sounds terrific. And uh, there's one more I see right on my wall that says, interesting, I never haven't looked on this wall for a while, it says, the doors we open and close each day decide the lives we live. Hmm. And it's by Flora Whittemore, W-H-I-T-T-E-M-O-R-E. 
great. What are some of your favorite books? Some favorite books. I love all the books that my friend Bill Bridges has written on transition. Okay. He is a writer about life transitions, and I often go back to them when I'm in my own transition. And then a friend of mine just wrote a lovely book called, her name is Eileen McDarr, M-C, capital D-A-R-G-H. She wrote a book called Gifts from the Mountain that I think is a lovely book published by, by Barrett Kohler. What are some books that you would recommend for aspiring leaders? I'll name two. Jim Kuzis, of course, has many books. But I like a recent book called A Leader's Legacy. Okay. And Jim and I are friends. And then there's a book called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. And it's by... uh, by um, Marilee Adams, M-A-R-I-L-E-E, Adams, A-D-A-M-S. And they're all people I know, and they're all books that I think are great. And I'm not familiar with that final one that you mentioned. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Well, she's a Barrett Kohler author, and uh, she talks about the... The art of, um, in my words, coming from curiosity and not from judgment in the questions that we ask. Okay. And I think that good leaders have to come from curiosity and not from judgment before they make a decision. Sure. So I think she says it really well in um, in her book, and it's a Barrett Color book. Okay. Can you talk about some turning points in your career or ups and downs you've encountered? I think in my professional life, you know, every time I have um, been in a funk. And there have been several times that I've been in major funks. Out of them have come the birth of new ideas and the birth of new creativity. Hmm. Um, I've had some changes in my business, you know, over the 30 years I've been in business. And each change is hard for me to grapple with at the moment. And each change sends me into a place of reflection. But when I come out of those places, I am usually, my creativity comes back and my new ideas come. And so I, uh, you know, it it usually reduces me in, in a way, even though the funk itself is not fun. Right. So I think that I get very attached to people in my life. And when they leave my life for whatever reason, it's particularly hard. I lost both my parents last summer, 12 days apart. Oh, my. And 
at 93 and 90. Oh, wow. And uh, my parents were wonderful um, role models and energetic, positive people. And uh, I, I think I knew in my heart of hearts that one couldn't live without the other. Sure. So in a way, the fact that they went close to each other was probably good, but very hard for me. Oh, I bet. What would be some advice you would offer to aspiring leaders? You know what I, I would say is um, build yourself a support group. A, a group of peers who are, you know, who are willing to sit with you on a regular basis and give you their perspective on things while you give them your perspective. That in my life, I have three major support groups, all of whom play a different role in my life. And, and and all of whom are critical to me being not only a good leader, but a, a good individual. And um, I have a professional support group that meets once a year and has been meeting for 12 years. That, in fact, uh, Marshall Goldsmith is part of and Jim Kuzis is part of and uh, a lot of people you know, that you probably are going to interview. Sure. And we meet once a year for a weekend, and we connect around, you know, what are we doing? How can we do it more effectively? How can we, you know, affect the world in, in, in bigger ways, etc.? cetera? And, uh, and it's a very excellent professional support group. Sure. And uh, I have a personal support group, a women's group, that's been meeting for over 30 years. Wow. And continues to meet about, you know, everyday life crises. And uh, somehow we all travel a lot and we're all in busy lives, but somehow for 30 years we've been managing to keep meeting. That's amazing. And originally we met, you know, once a month, then once a quarter, now maybe it's three times a year or something like that, hmm. but we keep it up. And the third group is a, a mommy support group because I became a mother late in life at 45 and I still meet with those people. Now our kids are all in college and we're still supporting each other, so I think that any leader in any organization who keeps himself or herself isolated is is missing um, is missing the mark, sure. and that and that having others to say, you know, you go, Bev, you go, Adam. Here's another way to think about it. Um, all of that, I think, is what we need, whether it's a support group or a support person. Um, you know, I think that's essential. Sure. I also use my executive coach, and you'll talk to him, Al Hazan, and I have a life coach that I've been working with for about seven or eight years. And I think that uh, all these resources, and 
the life coach, I guess the life lesson I've learned from her is uh, someone I met in Chicago, and she said, I'd love to be your coach. And I said, well, what would you do for me? I'm pretty happy right now. And she said, I would help you press your pause button. Hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't think I even had a pause button. <laughs> now, remember, if life should be lived like a cavalry charge, you don't have a pause button. Right. And, she, and I would help you look at the life you just lived the last week, and I'd say, is there anything you'd love to redo? Then I'd help you look at the life you're about to live next week, and I'd say, is there anything that makes you nervous? And that's what we would talk about. And I thought that was a wonderful idea. And uh, I've learned a lot from her and from keeping that relationship, you know, going. And now I do know how to press my pause button. Hmm. And I think it's really important. What have been the leadership highlights in your life? I think each time I've had to start fresh, and struggled with the start in my work. You know, there have been three or four markers where, for whatever reason, I've had to start anew. Hmm. And I think those are the times you say, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then eventually, like the little engine that could, you get up that hill and over the hill, and all of a sudden, you've done it. And you're in a new place. Hmm. So um, I think what leaders have to learn is you won't always win. And, of course, this is trite, but failure sometimes is the best teacher. Sure. Um, And uh, everyone knows that, but until you're in it and until you're um, struggling with it, you know, you don't realize that there is a way out and that, um, you know, and that when it's all over and done with and you look back, you you say, if not for that, that glitch, that funk, that failure, I wouldn't be where I am now. Right. So I think, you know, that's really important. Mm-hmm. How is it that organizations stifle leaders? I think we stifle leaders when we have too much bureaucracy and too many policies and procedures that keep their leaders from 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 using their gut instincts. Um, you know, in uh, in the book Love 'Em or Lose 'Em, that became a bestseller. I think we don't say anything new in the book about how managers should love them. I think we just repeat things to managers that they were taught once that they know in their hearts but have been too busy to do. Sure. And I think, um, you know, sometimes um, we stifle leaders by not giving them the support, the resources, the time they need to really... um, to really, uh, what's the word, to honor the people part of their job and not just the task part of their job. What are the best training programs out there for leaders? I think 
the Center for Creative Leadership has one of the best training programs for leaders. Uh, I think there are so many wonderful training programs for leaders, but it, it's like, it's how open are you to learning what's there? How open are you to being taught is the question. Then any leadership program is going to grow you. Um, I think good leadership, I have to say, you know, in Love Them or Lose Them, we named 26 principles, uh, really, of good leadership. And those 26 principles are the same principles that we say will help you hang on to your talent. And they're divided into three clusters. One is a, a good leader develops people so they grow, whether they grow in the same job they're in or grow into other jobs, um, you know, growth and learning sure. and, uh, is, is critical. I think good leaders know how to develop um, good relationships with people, that they do know that people, when they leave organizations, they, that good leaders build good relationships. They know that people don't leave organizations, but they do leave bad leaders. And I think good leaders know they have to build an environment that people want to come to, love to be in, and it hopefully would be a collaborative environment. Sure. What's an important piece of advice that you've been given? I think the best piece of advice I've been giving are, are, are the words, this too will pass. When you feel it's never going to pass, and I'm never going to get through this, I think those words, you know, this too will pass, is just really important to hang on to. Sure. What's up next for you? I have an organization of about 30 full-time people and 30 part-time people. Okay. And I am trying to grow the organization, mentor as many people as I can, so that, you know, it is less dependent on me. I think there are many people in my company who do work that is as good as my work. And I want them to be known for what they do, so I want to support their careers. Sure. Uh, we have a website, and it's careersystemsintl.com. Okay. And that will conclude our podcast with National Leader of the Month, Dr. Beverly Kay. Come back next month for another edition of the Leadership Podcast Series from leadernetwork.org.